It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Crowder trying to get him out of space, slopes a tackle, and there he goes! Crowder! It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there! A 69-yard touchdown. He'll hit immediately. He got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh! Listen. Thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And we're going to talk a little film and the keys to the game between the Jets and the Philadelphia Eagles at MetLife Stadium tomorrow. And for that, of course, we bring in the man who does all the film for us over on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, The Thunder from Down Under, Mr. Luke Grant. Luke, what's up, brother? I'm going pretty well, Scott. I think the Jets have a realistic chance of winning some games the next month of the season. We saw improvements against Houston, so I'm, I'm doing okay. Yeah, we definitely saw some major improvements against Houston in a variety of different ways. But I think what stood out wasn't really the improvements, but I think it was the bounce back of the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams duo. It's not like they have been playing bad. Quinn and Williams has been outstanding game in, game out, really, ever since his slow start at the very beginning of the season when I think he was still shaking off that injury. But ever since John Franklin Myers signed that contract, he hasn't been quite as impactful. But obviously, you go and you look just at the box score, you saw Quinn and Williams had the sack, you saw John Franklin Myers had two sacks and the batted ball interception. But if you looked at the film, man, they dominated every which way, especially in the second half. Quentin Williams got the Jets off the field a whole bunch of times. What did you see when you took a look at the film? Because when I looked at it, I'll tell you, if you put some edge rushers with John Franklin Myers and Quentin Williams, and they're playing like this, it is going to be so nasty next year. It was awesome to see, but to be honest with you, I think the writing was on the wall last week against Miami, especially for John Franklin Myers. I thought he took a huge step forward with his pass rushing win rate last week. It didn't really reflect on the box score. And then suddenly, of course, you see it all come to fruition last week against Houston. And he won in such a variety of ways. You saw him sniff out the screen pass, the instincts, the ability to make a play on the football. That's something the Jets have been lacking massively in the draws and screen game. We talk about it every single week. He managed to win in a really nice fashion with a club swim move, something we see from Quinn and Williams on the interior. So for me, it was the variety of ways in which he won. And then Quinn was the guy he's been all year. He's just a phenomenal athlete. It's his speed and twitch, but then the, also the ability to just go straight through the center's chest uh, to wrap up Tyron Taylor on that 19-yard sack. That's tough to do. He's an awesome athlete with a really good pocket. And that was a big sack for the Jets. And those two guys were outstanding. And as you said, if this plays out and Seattle keep losing some games, maybe we get another edge rusher with Carl Lawson coming back as well. But it's going to be so important they do what they did this week as well. I want to throw in Sheldon Rankins as well. He had some yeah. awesome wins on the interior. He's been dominant, even though it's not showing up anywhere as near as much as the other two. So big game for really all three of those guys. 
No question, Rankins was awesome too. You still have Foley Fadakasi looming, not as a pass rusher, but somebody who can stuff the run. And they're going to need all of that because, Luke, I think one of the biggest keys to the game and one of the best matchups that you're going to find is this Jets' interior defensive line going up against the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line. The Philadelphia Eagles offensive line has been one of the best units on the team this year. The Jets obviously have their biggest strength on defense in that interior. They played fantastic last week. You hope to see the momentum carry over. Whoever wins that battle, that's going to do a lot to tell you who wins this game. It really is, and it feels like the Philadelphia Eagles have had one of the best interior offensive lines and offensive lines in general for the best part of a decade. They just continue churning out talent. They obviously on the outside have my lata from over here in Australia. So they've got a great line and that matchup is going to be paramount to the Jets winning the football game because it's not only about pass protection. It's about the way the Philadelphia Eagles are able to establish the run. Really since week five, they've been the best rushing attack in the NFL. They've got Miles Sanders. Obviously Jalen Hurts can do with his legs. He's not a twitchy guy like... Uh, a Sean Watson or even a Zach Wilson or a Lamar Jackson, obviously, to the extreme. He's more of a power guy. He's closer to the Cam Newton, Justin Fields type of runner. So the Jets have traditionally struggled. They did a pretty good job with Tyrod Taylor last week, who isn't as good an athlete, but they need to shut down the run game. That's what it's really going to be key for this defensive line because I know, and I think you know, Scott, they can get after the passer, after the passer but can they shut down the run, especially with the physicality and the size of this Eagles interior offensive line? It's going to be an awesome matchup. It's going to be fun to watch for sure. Going to be a lot easier for the Jets to shut down the running game of the Philadelphia Eagles, which is, of course, the strength of their team. If they're able to force Jalen Hurts to stay in the pocket and be able to take away or at least limit what Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard can do. Now, one thing that would make me think that they might not be able to do that effectively is what we saw from Bryce Hall against the Houston Texans. I think you could make a case that this was Bryce Hall's worst game of the season. He just didn't have his best stuff. I'm not saying he was awful, but he wasn't all that good. If he plays like that, even if they keep Jalen Hurts in the pocket, which is what you want to do, Smith could break open, Goddard could break open, and that could spell disaster for the Jets. Yeah, it's funny. You could have given me five guesses. I wouldn't have said that Javelin Guidry would have been the Jets' best corner on Sunday. <laughs> Bryce Hall struggled, and it was more than just the touchdown to Brandon Cooks, but that in itself was just not a good job. He lost a step. He lost the football in the air. His transition was clunky. That was kind of the worry I had about Bryce Hall coming into the season, so... His ability to overcome that, to improve, that was, it's going to be huge. It's going to be the key to this game, I think, because Devontae Smith has been really good. He, Waddle, and Elijah Moore have been three of the best rookie wide receivers with Jamar Chase. So if they can prevent his connection, and as you said, Dallas got up, which is another one that's going to be tough because the Jets linebackers, although they're playing better, they're not great in coverage. So finding a way to stop those two guys is going to be key. And I don't know if the Jets can do it in saying that, Am I convinced that Jalen Hurts is a quarterback that's going to come and beat you with his arm every single week? I don't think so. He's not that guy in the NFL yet. I'm not saying he can't be, but you need to contain him. You need gap integrity up front going back to the defensive line. Make sure you keep him in the pocket. Make sure you don't let him extend plays. And then you have to win the first two seconds of routes if you're the DBs. Make sure your coverage is tight. Your assignments in the zone are better. You can't have the lapses that Bryce Hall had last week against uh, against the Houston Texans. Play like a jet. Play like a jet.
Luke, we talked about the trench battle between the Jets' interior defensive line and the Philadelphia Eagles' offensive line. I think that that's the most interesting matchup. But the trench battle the other way is something that the Jets are going to have to be able to hold their own in if they want any chance here. The Philadelphia Eagles have two excellent interior defensive linemen, Javon Hargrave, who's been one of the best in the league this year, and Fletcher Cox, who's been one of the best in the league for the last bunch of years. Fletcher Cox got off to a bit of a slow start, but he's really come on the last couple of games. That's a dangerous duo. The Jets' offensive line has been inconsistent this year. The interior played pretty well against the Texans. We know what Elijah Vera Tucker can do. Laurent Duvernay-Tardif has actually been a pleasant surprise. Not that he's been great, but he's been better than Greg Van Roten, and certainly he's at least been acceptable Again, not a guy that you want as a long-term starter, but for now, you'll ride with him and he'll be the best that you're going to be able to get. And if he can at least give you something that's reasonably respectable, that's all you can ask for. Then the tackles. Honestly, I don't know what they're going to do with Morgan Moses because they need him to keep playing. He's still better than anything else they've got, but it's clear that he's very banged up, struggled a lot against Houston. You hope that he's healthier this week, but if he plays like he did against Houston, it could pose a problem. So even though the Jets' interior defensive line against the Eagles' offensive line is the number one matchup as far as I'm concerned in terms of marquee at the top of the bill, this matchup is still very important between the Jets' offensive line and the Eagles' interior defensive line. And it's important because you have to keep Zach Wilson upright and healthy as well. He didn't look himself last week physically take away the level of play. You mentioned it. The interior line's been spotty and they've been inconsistent. I thought LDT was better again this week. I thought McGovern had one of his better games. As a group, the unit only allowed one pressure. But in saying that, LDT also got beaten on a play that wasn't marked as a pressure because Zach Wilson's head was nearly ripped off. But you can't have those lapses for even one play with a rookie quarterback because that's when you start to get a residual effect and it will start to be negative and, and have an impact on his play. So they need to do a better job in pass pro. In the running game, the Jets' running lanes look really good, actually. Tevin Coleman had some nice bursts, particularly to the outside. Uh, so I think, I think, look, it's always difficult against a guy like Hargraves and Cox. We know they're elite talents in the NFL. But the Jets, if they can just, they don't need to win this matchup. They need to walk away and not lose the matchup, if that makes sense. If they can come away with a stalemate, it's going to be huge. Luke, I want to get to Zach Wilson in a second because you've got a 12-minute video up on our YouTube channel right now that everybody should check out if they haven't already. But before that, you just touched a little bit on the running game. I don't think any of us expected the Jets to have the kind of success they did against Houston last week simply because Michael Carter wasn't in there. And we haven't seen that type of effort from this running attack outside of one or two games that Michael Carter had. You had Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson, and Walter, who's not even going to be in this game because he's back on the practice squad now. All of them making contributions. Tevin Coleman had easily his best game as a Jet. Very efficient. So if they can get going in a manner anywhere close to what they did against Houston, this could be interesting because a big part of the reason the Jets were able to win that game is because that rushing attack was able to control the tempo, 
keep the ball moving, keep picking up first downs and yardage. And that is what really, I think, was the major reason that the Jets were able to be much more productive on offense. We'll talk about Zach Wilson in a second, but if the Jets can get an effort like that out of this rushing attack again against Philly, could go a long way towards the Jets competing for that win. It just keeps you in manageable situations, Scott. You're always ahead of the chains. You're not throwing the ball on second and third and long, which is huge when you have a rookie quarterback. I was impressed with the running backs, as you mentioned. Walter, he showed a really nice wiggle and burst, especially between the tackles. I mentioned before Kevin uh, Tevin Coleman, his ability to win outside of the tackles. They did a nice, ga- uh, a nice job mixing up winning on both the inside and on the outside, which was good to see. Um, I thought Mike Lef- called a really nice game his ability to move the defense around not keep giving them the same look that was impressive and then I thought George Fant had one of his better games as a run blocker as well so all in all the whole running game worked really well it was efficient I'm not saying it was explosive but it did enough to keep the Jets ahead of the sticks and if they can do that on the weekend and they don't let Philly on the field for 40 minutes I honestly think they're a chance of winning and they're going to give Zach Wilson a better chance of success And Zach Wilson being able to succeed is obviously the biggest key to this game. Now, the Jets were able to win the game against the Texans primarily on the strength of an outstanding effort by the defense in the second half, holding Houston to 45 total yards in that half and zero points, and the Jets' rushing attack controlling the clock and moving the ball continuously, as we said before. Zach Wilson did, of course, come up with some big fourth down throws down the stretch, but For the most part, he wasn't the reason that they won that game. Against the Eagles, it's going to be a little bit tougher. Not that the Eagles are the greatest team in the world, but certainly significantly better than the Houston Texans. If Zach Wilson can play better than he did against Houston by at least a reasonable margin, and I'm talking about not turning the ball over, I'm talking about being efficient with the football. Sure, if he wants to sprinkle in some big plays down the field, that would be great. But just being able to be economical and move the chains, if he can do that, in addition to what we talked about with the running game and if the offensive line can give him some time, and he can at least put together an overall respectable effort, the Jets are going to be in a much better position than the six and a half point spread would indicate that most people think they're going to be in tomorrow. Let's be honest. I think that outside of two drives, the Jets won in spite of Zach Wilson. And I'm as big an advocate mm-hmm. as Zach as you're going to find. He didn't play a great, a great game of football on Sunday against the Texans. It was his first trip back in five weeks starting in the NFL. It's a tough gig. In saying that, I liked the way he responded from the bad start. One the six, an interception. It didn't look very good. We've seen him unravel against the New England Patriots. You know, in these certain situations where he struggled early and things can fall apart and the game gets very, very fast for these young kids. I was pleased with the way he was able to stick with it. I thought the best part of his game was his ability to throw some of these in-breaking routes uh, to make sure that when he's running dagger concepts, digs, things like that, his anticipation was very good. But again, Scott, it's a bit of a concern around the short accuracy. And it's not that he's an inaccurate quarterback. It's that he's throwing inaccurate footballs because his mental and his feet aren't right yet. Uh, and John Beck and Calabrese and Kavanaugh, they've all got their work cut out because Zach's a shell of what he was at BYU right now. I'm not saying he's a bust. I'm not saying he can't be great. I'm just saying it's been a little disappointing. There's uh, definitely cause for pause, but he can turn it around. And this next stretch of defenses, they're not the easiest, but at the same time, I think he can put a good run together against some weaker teams, and that might be huge for the Jets moving forward. Luke, any other film observations that you want to share that we didn't touch on yet? 
I just think Elijah Moore continued to win. Look, he was unfortunate because on the first, what would have been touchdown on the whip route, he kind of slipped. Zach lacked a little anticipation against man coverage, but that's going to be a touchdown realistically. There was another one on an RPO where Zach was a touch late and Elijah tried to push his slant down the field vertically and it would have been a touchdown exactly like the one with Joe Flacco on the Dolphins. But because he went vertical and kind of snapped it away from the safety and because Zach was a step late, those two things combined led to an incompletion and nearly an interception rather than, I guess, a 70-yard touchdown. So he was one or two little tiny things away from having another 120, 140-yard uh, game with a touchdown. So Elijah Moore keeps beating man coverage. He's the number three-rated rookie, according to wide receiver, against man coverage in the NFL this year. So he continues to excel, and that's great to see. We went through all the major keys to the game, but are there any keys to the game that we didn't talk about that you think are flying under the radar for this matchup between the Jets and Eagles? I guess on Elijah Moore, I'm interested to see what they do with Darius Slay. Are they going to put him on Elijah Moore? Do they think he's that good a player with Corey Davis potentially out again that he's, they're going to let him travel? I'm intrigued to see what they do defensively and schematically with Elijah Moore. They utilize him in a lot of different places, whether it be from the slot, the outside. I've seen him from the H-back in the backfield a couple of times. So what's their plan defensively for Elijah Moore? Is their thought process, if we stop him, we stop the Jets passing game? I'm intrigued to see how they use Slay and how the defensively they match up against Elijah Moore. Luke Grant, the Thunder from Down Under. Thanks so much for coming on and sharing your film observations with me and, of course, going through the keys to the game for the Jets against the Philadelphia Eagles tomorrow at MetLife Stadium. As always, really appreciate it. You've got a video up of Zach Wilson. You've got more coming. Talk about what's on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel right now, what you've got coming in the next couple of days and weeks that you're planning, and also why people should subscribe if they haven't done so already. Yeah, so I mean, as we've already mentioned, the Zach Wilson video is up there. It's 12 minutes long. It's talking about the ebbs and flows of the rookie quarterback's day. Some positives. I'm not just going to sit there and harp on the negatives, but I'll also be realistic and walk you through them. So that was fun to put together. There's one of those every single week. There'll be a recap on whoever the quarterback is. Hopefully it's Zach for the rest of the year and he can stay healthy. There's going to be a piece up on John Franklin Myers. It's a short video talking about how he won and why he was effective and that we should have seen it coming against Miami. Uh, that'll be down in the next probably 24 hours. And then every single week you'll get uh, previews and reviews, instant reactions, things of that nature. You're always going to get the All-22 film. Whether you're a guy who loves football, loves concepts, or you're just looking to sit there and kind of have someone else's opinion, I think it's a pretty good channel for you. So make sure you subscribe and check us out. Play like I did on YouTube. And Luke, they should check out our store at tpublic.com too, right? They should, yeah, uh, 100%. We've got some awesome designs up there. The John Franklin Myers and Quinn and Williams, bless you, thank you range. The Zach the Ripper shirt with the logos and the animals from the uh, the other AFC's teams on there. That's really cool. Um, we've also got the Zach Wilson says go long, the awesome show we made against Tennessee. Play like a Jet logo merch. You can get it on shirts, jumpers, mugs, anything you fancy. So make sure you check it out. My partner Alex did the design. She did an awesome job on those. So check out T Public Play Like a Jet store. Uh, you'll find it on Scotts at Play Like a Jet One on Twitter in the in the bio and in the pin tweet so check it out support us support the channel and support the podcast and follow luke on twitter at luke grant seven as luke said check out our store at tpublic.com that's t-e-e public.com check out the play like a jet youtube channel and if you haven't subscribed to it subscribe now because as luke said lots of great videos that are already up 
and a ton of them that are coming your way over the next couple of days, weeks, and months. Going to be a lot of updates coming, and we're going to get into some draft content coming up as well. You heard some of it on the podcast yesterday with Walter Cherapinski of WalterFootball.com, but we're going to start doing some video breakdowns at some point as well. I know Luke is still looking for some College All-22, so if you have any of it, Please make sure to get in touch with us. You can hit me up on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. Luke is at LukeGrant7. We'd love to get our hands on some of that All-22 so that we can start putting up breakdowns of prospects on our YouTube channel for you to enjoy and for you to get to know some of these players that the Jets might draft in April. Also, if you could go ahead and give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes, if you haven't done that already, it would be much appreciated. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com. Play Like a Jet.